0: listening to the Traditional Outdoors Podcast. So I'm sitting here at my desk looking out the window. It's gray, cloudy, drizzly, rainy. Kind of reminds me of my attitude towards deer hunting so far this season. Greetings everyone. Welcome to the Traditional Outdoors Podcast. I'm in a funk. I don't know how many others have been in this position but I was sitting here thinking about topics and this was just seemed like a good one to talk about so for the next I don't know 20 30 minutes that's going to be the point of discussion um so yeah since day 1 I just I don't know why it's, I've been excited about hunting season and I'm still in general excited about hunting season but I've just again I've been in a funk uh, early season I got out, I think I hunted opening day, and walking in on the property that I chose to hunt, muscadines everywhere. I mean, when I say everywhere, it wasn't so bad that you couldn't take a step without stepping on one, but I would say two out of three steps, you were going to step on a muscadine. And I did see a, a few deer that day, that afternoon, and they were definitely just Kind of like, you know, four-legged vacuum cleaners walking through, and you could tell that that's what they were focusing on. But there were so many, it it seemed impossible to try to zone in on a, a particular uh, vine or a particular area. And I was close. I mean, the the animals were the, were within forty yards, but you know, with traditional gear, it might as well have been a hundred. It was fun to watch them, but that was about it. Uh, since then I've had a few sightings, but in all honesty, I just haven't been out much. And part of that is again, because of the funk, um, hot man, it has been a hot, uh, bow season. And when I say hot for Georgia, the temperatures haven't been all that hot, but it hasn't been many days of cooler weather. We normally get some, some cool stuff mixed in and the cool weather we have mixed we have had mixed in. I've been working. I mean, I'm I'm a normal guy. I've got normal responsibilities. I've you know I've got a, a job that demands quite a few hours each week. Uh, I do have some vacation time left after vacation with family and so so forth. But I'm I'm saving most of that for the week of the rut, which I'm sure most people are, and we'll you know we'll talk about that probably. But since the start of the season, you know, I've, I've gone out when I've had the opportunity, I've hunted a few weekends and quite honestly, if I'm being perfectly honest, part of the, the funk I've gotten myself into is I've, I've let my determination get the better of me a little bit. Uh, I've got a piece of property that's close to the house. It's, you know, about a 30 minute drive. Uh, it is private. The closest, uh, decent public land that I have near me uh, is is probably closer to forty five minutes. And while fifteen minutes isn't much, when you are trying to get out, you know, after work and you don't have a lot of time, it's hard to it's hard to spend that additional you know time behind the wheel, or at least you know I've kind of let that dictate where I've hunted. I'll be honest, and I've had success on this property in the past. I've had really good success on this property in the past, and you know in all honesty, that could be part of the problem I'm having. But I think I've let my determination get the better of me in that I know there's deer on the property. I know I can take deer on the property. So I've tried to adjust my hunting tactics on the few times that I have been out, knowing that at some point I know in my mind, I'm going to see animals. I'm going to get an animal within range and I'm going to put an animal on the ground. And that has dictated that you know, every time I get an opportunity to go, I'm like, you know, I can try this spot on this property. I haven't hunted there yet. Or I could, I could spend some time looking for, which I have done additional food sources. So the muscadines on this property have all but uh, fizzled out. There's still a few on the ground, but, but not many. So I'm, I'm pretty sure the deer aren't focused on that. Um, there's also a lot of browse on this property and uh, surrounding the property. So I know the deer are targeting that a bit, which again, is also hard this time of season to focus on. And while there are acorns falling, they're just not, I, I think at some point I have walked to every white oak on the property and the majority of the red oaks on the property. and We're talking about 135, 140 acres. Uh, and just no real feed sign. Um, you can hear the squirrels cutting a bit and there are some acorns dropping, but I haven't found a single tree to date that was just quote raining acorns and just no real sign of feeding. I mean, you'll find a few uh, acorns here and there with the caps popped off that, you know, is indicative of a, a white tail feeding on them. But Again, just not the numbers that you're used to, to try to, you know, focus in on a specific tree. So that's, that's frustrated me a bit. So I don't know, I, you know, I've tried focusing on some funnels and pinch points. I've, I've hunted some areas that have been, um, productive in the past, you know, along terrain features. Mostly those have been along a couple of benches that I've used in the past. I've hunted a couple of transition lines that I've hunted in the past, knowing that those typically are more productive later in the season. But, you know, I, I guess I was getting a little bit desperate or or maybe I was just trying to see what the magic combination would be for this property. And in all honesty, I was actually planning on hunting this morning and I just talked myself out of it. I've... I've hunted the stand that I was going to hunt a, a couple of times in fact I left it with the intention of going back and hunting it again uh, I've got a uh, cellular camera that's close by I don't use many of those but I do have a couple and I actually relocated that camera to monitor a a, a shelf or a bench that I've I've taken animals using that bench in the past and it's been out over a week now and not one photo so I don't know what's going on with the animals on this property. And to be quite honest, I can't figure it out. I know they're there. I've gotten a few um, photos here and there, but just nothing like usual. And to be honest, I did take three whitetails off the property last year. And now I'm, I'm beating myself up a little bit thinking, you know, this could be my own fault that, you know, the property may just need a, a little time to recover. And there's other folks that hunt the property too. I think I was the only one that took whitetails last year, but I know they're hunting the property this year. And if there's, if there's just fewer whitetails on the property for reasons of food, or because I did take a few off the property last year, um, you know, maybe they're just more sensitive to the pressure. And with a few people on the property, they're, they're moving at night or they're just moving elsewhere and not really on this property at all. So, kind of a lot of things there. And as you can see, my, my mind thinks through this a lot. And that's in all honesty, that's probably a a portion of my current state of mind. Um, and the funk that I'm in with regards to, um, archery season and whitetails. Now I will say I have spent a little bit of time hunting bears and had a great time, had some, some close counters and close opportunities. May still go back out with Jerry at some point. Um, I need to reach out to him anyway, and I haven't done so yet. Uh, And I didn't focus on him a lot. I think it was a couple of times I went out. I took one day of vacation. And while that doesn't sound like a lot, uh, like I said, I'm a normal guy. I've got normal responsibilities. In addition to my normal responsibilities, uh, I had been doing a good bit of home repair and still have some to do with the anticipation of I might be selling my home uh, this coming summer. And I know I've mentioned that with the current housing market and the, uh, fed raising interest rates, that's probably been put on hold, but still uh, there's, there's work to be done. It's a house that's over 20 years old. And I do want to have those repairs done so that when I do get the opportunity or feel it's the right time to sell, I'm able to do so. So, you know, there's a lot of reasons. Like I said, I'm just an everyday guy, like, like most of you. And, a lot of things can come up. I can dream all summer of all the time I'm going to spend in the stand. And by the time hunting season gets there, reality sets in and those responsibilities are still there. So I make best of what time I have. And for me right now, I'm at the point of, okay, what do I do? And, you know, I'm hoping that maybe this conversation is somewhat entertaining, but also I'm sure others have been there. And I'm thinking, you know, as I, walk through my thought processes around what to do to break this funk. Maybe it'll, you know, trigger something for others that are out there that may be struggling as well. So again, what do you do? How do I get out of this funk? I've been here before. Uh, I think everybody that bow hunts, specifically traditional bow hunts have probably uh, been here before. I know there are a lot of people that once archery season ends, which by the way, the Georgia arch- archery season ended, I believe on Monday of this week. Um, if not Monday, it was on Sunday, but anyway, it, it, it's ended now. Uh, and I know a lot of traditional bow hunters turn to firearm season. And you know, if that, if that works for you, get you out of the funk and maybe you've got a late traditional season that or late archery season that you can focus on. Good for you. It, it, no legal form of, whitetail pursuit is taboo to me so if you enjoy hunting with a firearm uh, you know more power to you i'm probably going to do some of that again this year myself and it's been many many years uh since i've done so um i also would remind you and i have to remind myself and this may not be the same for everybody but there's a lot of season left for me I've still got months of season left. Um, I've still got all of, or most of October. I think we're, you know, we're getting close to the halfway point, but so half of October, all of November, all of December. And for me, I've even got the property that I've been hunting. I can hunt, in, you know, into January. Uh, now again, whether or not I'll do so probably not at this point. Um, I imagine my season will end, um, here in Georgia around the 1st of January. Uh, for various reasons. And part of that may be to, you know, turn pursuits uh, or turn my focus on other pursuits. Um, But again, there's a lot of season left. And I know for a lot of people that listen to this podcast, season just begun. So you're probably sitting there going, what do you mean you're in a funk? Uh, But I've been, you know, I've been in season for uh, a month now. I also want to remind myself and focus on you know, the weather is going to be turning cooler. We've had some some fairly cool uh, mornings this week. In fact, yesterday while I was working, it was cool enough that I actually turned off the HVAC completely and opened every window in the house and left it open all day. It was really kind of nice to to hear the outside uh, noises, get the outdoor smells fresh in the house, so to speak, and and of course not pay the uh, power bill for running the, the HVAC all day. So it is a turning cooler. Uh, and I know that's going to continue, and I'm I'm really looking forward to being able to leave my vehicle, walk to a hunting location, climb a tree, put a stand up, get settled in, and not be just drenched with sweat by the time I'm done. So that in itself may be enough to, uh, to get me excited a little bit. Um, change locations. And when I say change locations as a means of getting out of the funk, I'm not talking about a different hunting tactic. I'm literally talking about completely abandoning the property. I've been hunting now for a month, which again, shame on me. I probably shouldn't have done that. And I'm not talking about a lot of individual sits. It's just been a a, a month of time, but, um, I've got a, a public track that I've been wanting to hunt for a few years now. And for various reasons, I just haven't I haven't been back. And one of the primary locations that I want to hunt on this, on this private property, or excuse me, this public property is where I placed the trail cam that I did the, the year long, uh, North Georgia, uh, game trail video on the YouTube channel. Um, and I think, This weekend is going to be my first sit on that um, game trail. My plan right now, and I don't like to do this, but for various reasons I am doing it, uh, I'm going to uh, hike into this location, which is a good bit off the beaten path on Saturday midday, uh, get my stand in place. I get a track laid on my GPS because I do have to cross um, uh, a pretty big stream. I actually have to wear hip boots. Um, So I want to do all of that the first time in daylight when I can see, make less noise, really not disturb the area any more than I have to. And then Sunday morning, I will go back, um, you know, in, in the dark crossing the stream, navigating the terrain because it is mountainous country. It's it's some pretty steep um, ridges I have to climb. Uh, go back in and hunt it uh, Sunday morning. Don't think I'll hunt all day. May I uh, hunt all day. But anyway, when I come back out that time, I will bring my stand and climbing method with me. And I won't go back to that spot until um, about this time in November when the rut should be Uh, ticking up, I'm probably going to take a day off work and at least sit that one location a full 24 or not 24 hour, a full day, daylight till dark, um, for the rut. And then I'm going to back out again and I won't go back to that location until December. It's such a good location. I want to completely minimize, um, the amount of impact I have on it. And knowing that I left a trail camera out for over a year and only had one human, uh, captured on that trail camera, makes me feel pretty good that um, nobody else is really in there uh, messing this up. And it's one of the reasons why the whitetails are using it as heavily as they are. There is a hiking trail fairly close by, and I will be using that for my access, but it's far enough away that uh, if anything, I think it steers the the animals through this particular uh, area. So, I am actually really excited about that. I'm a, um, so I think that will help get me out of the funk. It will, it will boost my attitude a little bit. Yeah. Hopefully the weather's good. Um, I've already checked the wind direction is right now is predicted to be ideal, uh, or maybe my second choice would probably be a better, uh, I can definitely set up to keep the, the wind in my favor. Uh, but I will have to actually cross, over the area that I'm intending to hunt. So I'm going to have to be a little bit careful there, uh, to get on the downwind side. Uh, but it'll also be good for, um, thermals Sunday morning, not maybe so much Saturday, but we'll have to wait and see. But anyway, I'm actually really excited about this. So, uh, and I do have some other areas on this WMA that I'm probably going to try to focus on, um, other days I get to hunt throughout the end of October it is an archery only track. So I can pretty much hunt it with archery up until the end of the year at any time. Um, it's not overly large, but it doesn't get a lot of, um, uh, doesn't get a lot of activity, especially once, uh, archery season has ended and, uh, some of the other public areas are opening up for managed hunts. And I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. Um, so back to public, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's my first, my first means of breaking the funk, changing the locations, going back to public. Um, as surprising as it may sound, another thing that helps me get out of the funk is making plans. And and I started doing that uh, over the last, I guess, week, really. Uh, and those plans are both near-term and long-term plans. I mentioned the going back to public and where I'm going to focus my efforts the first, the first set, which I feel really good about. Um, But again, I also have some areas up there that I also feel good about that that are not really on my, you know, at the top of my list. But I think after my hunt Sunday morning, what I will probably do is ease down, um, pack my gear out, get away from the area that I'm hunting and then maybe do a little scouting midday uh, for food sign up there. Because it's again, it's about well, between where I've been hunting and there is probably about an hour and a half uh, distance to drive. So there can be a big change in that amount of distance, especially here in North Georgia, uh, with regards to the mass crop. So may do a little bit of that on, uh, Sunday and as I'm going in as well on Saturday. Uh, and then that hopefully will open up some additional spots to focus on, uh, maybe next week, uh, I'm also, uh, starting to look at, um, the rut. And like I said, I've got a few days, I think five days that I can take, um, remaining in PTO for work. So I'm thinking about planning those around the rut and a couple of different locations and where possible also around the weekend. So I've got, you know, a long weekend where I can actually, uh, travel and spend some time, uh, without, uh, spend some time local to where I'm going to be hunting without all the windshield times, what I'm trying to say. So part of that will be in North Carolina. Uh, I did make a visit to North Carolina a couple of weeks ago. Now did a little bit of scouting with my brother, put a camera out, which has been sending some, some photos, not anything big, but in all honesty, I've captured more whitetails on that one camera in two weeks since I've placed it than the other three I've have produced combined here in Georgia. So that's got me excited. Uh, I will be taking my bow and a firearm up their firearm season. Uh, if it hasn't already started, we'll start next week. So, uh, I, I think I plan to hunt the area where this camera is at with my longbow, uh, at least for a day and then may break the firearm out and hunt with my brother a little bit on, you know, some other areas where, um, uh, haven't really scouted or or there, you know, there's a chance to see whitetails, but in a, a, a bigger expanse of of ground. So you know, open fields, that kind of thing, something they used to do, you know, when I lived in North Carolina a good bit was hunt you know food edges and so forth. It is farming country. Um, so you know, uh, not sure exactly what I will do that week up there, but I am carrying both weapons. And I'm honestly a bit excited about the opportunity to, to hunt whitetails with firearms again. I haven't done so in over 20 years. And, uh, I will decide before I leave whether I'm going to carry my 375, uh, contender rifle, or if I'm going to carry one of my handguns. I, I did spend some time, a little tangent here, spent some time this past weekend on a, a good friend of mine, Billy Hudson, his property down in, uh, uh, I guess it would be Eastern uh, Georgia sighting in some guns, spent a pretty much the day Bella actually got out. My daughter Bella got out first time she's had a, uh, we've talked about her getting out and shooting a firearm for years and she's never, we have just never made it happen between her school schedule and everything else, but she really enjoyed it. She spent a good bit of time with my uh, Ruger Mark two uh, competition, 22 pistol. And, um, think she shot a 380 and she even shot my 45 once. Um, so she had a really good time and it gave me the opportunity to sight in a lot of different guns. I sighted in my 260 Remington XP 100, um, my 35 Remington TC contender and my 375, my new 375 22 inch barrel for my, um, my Gen 2 contender. So all of those are sighted in. So I've got plenty of opportunity, uh, options rather for what weapon I take to North Carolina, but I am looking forward to that both to spend time with family as well as for me, the nostalgia aspect of hunting some pro- uh, property I haven't hunted since I lived in North Carolina, which was in 98. I think the last season, the last year I hunted in any in North Carolina, uh, was 97. I did take a trip up once and I think I may have hunted one day with a friend up there since then, but anyway, not, not much if any, uh, time has been spent, uh, in North Carolina. So probably take a day around that trip to hunt, uh, probably take a day or two of PTO for, um uh, the WMA where I've got the trail camera footage from 2021. Uh, may hunt that two days once where I'm going to hunt this weekend and once in a, hopefully another location that I, I feel good about from scouting, um, this week. And then I'll probably take a day or two to hunt some property that I have with Jerry Russell down in, uh, middle Georgia, uh, for their rut. That's usually a bit earlier in November. So again, I've got to sit down and figure all this out, but the planning, that's where I was going with all this. The planning for me gets me fired up. Um, if I have a, if I start trying to formulate a plan, it just, the, the thought process of that tends to, um, put a more positive attitude or a positive frame of mind, uh, in my head. So again, it helps me get out of that, out of that funk. And that's kind of what I wanted to, to focus on here. So, uh, let's see what other things do I want to talk about here? Change of tactics, I guess, you know, maybe a little bit, maybe not so much. I think, So far this season, I've tried focusing on food and where I've been hunting. I just really haven't had any luck. Um, So I've reverted to focusing on terrain, which has also not produced any results. So uh, I'm hoping that a change of environment or change of location, maybe there is additional food sources that I can target with the rut coming up. I know that you know, terrain features and transition zones, those kind of things are going to become even more uh, productive. So, you know, I don't know that I'm really going to change tactics all that much, but it will depend upon what I find on a different location as to whether or not my tactics will change. So part of that goes back into the planning that, you know, will get me excited and hopefully I run across something that just gets me fired up. I know the WMA that I'm talking about hunting is, uh, or the track at least, is covered up with whitetails. I don't think I've ever been on that uh, WMA and not seen whitetails. Uh, a lot of that was done in, you know, uh, during scouting. I have hunted at a time or two, and I've seen whitetails, although they've been in a um, uh, outside of my shooting distance. So, anyway, hoping that that, hoping that, that gets me uh, fired up just simply the change of location. Let's see, is there anything else? Uh, you know, I guess thinking more long-term, uh, historically I have had some pretty good success in late season. And I think that, uh, comes from one determination, but two focusing in on dwindling food sources So one benefit that we do have here in the South is we do have some good late season food sources. We have some oaks that tend to drop later in the year in certain areas, Um, specifically on the property that I hunt with Jerry down in middle Georgia, water oaks tend to not produce until later in the year. That is a white oak variety. So uh, a lot of times you can find a white oak that's dropping late season and it'll be a a magnet for whitetails. Uh Privet is another great one. Um greenbrier some honeysuckle, uh, especially where it's protected from frost, you know, those tend to get hit a lot in late season. And hunting those areas, especially on the outer edges and transitions and with a rut that is not a one and done uh here in Georgia where, you know, it, it goes through at least two, most years, three cycles and you, you tend to see chasing activity through all three cycles. So you combine the late season food sources, um, the transition edges that those particular late season food sources create in the privet and, um, Greenbrier and honeysuckle thickets. Um, you know, you combine those two and they can be very productive in the late season. So that will primarily be my focuses, my focus areas in, December. So, you know, thinking about that, looking for those areas as I'm, as I'm hunting and scouting in some new locations that I really haven't uh, hunted hard in the past will, will tend to get me uh, excited, hopefully, depending on what I find and get me out of the funk. I mean, it's, uh, if I'm being perfectly honest, uh, as of last weekend, I kind of went into a short term give up until something changes attitude. And I really, over the course of this week, thinking about that, I really want to break that cycle. Uh, and, you know, the the things that I've talked about here that I've laid out, that's kind of the way I go about this. I uh, hope this episode hasn't sounded too much uh, like just a, a ramble, because it's kind of what it's been in my head, just a ramble of thoughts, not really following a script or, or looking much at notes. Uh, so hopefully it hasn't been too uh, scatterbrained, but... You know, I'd love to hear from you if 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 and when you get into a a funk each year, what do you do to get yourself out of that uh, out of that mindset? How do you how do you break that cycle and and get fired up again? Or do you just keep trudging through the, the quote, the funk until, you know, you get an opportunity or an animal presents itself and just that in itself is enough to fire you up? you know, for me, I will say in the past, that's probably been the catalyst for getting me out of the funk before it got as far as it is for me now, uh, is at some point along the line, I, I, you know, I had an opportunity and this, this season, it just hasn't presented itself. Um, so, you know, with each, with each sit, with each time out, you get a little, you know, you start getting that, that self doubt a little bit more, I guess, that, that funk creeps in just a little bit uh, more and, that's where I found myself after last weekend was, you know, I was just in a funk and just like, okay, I've tried everything I know to try and it's just not working. And I had to sit down and say, okay, what, what really haven't I tried? And, and all of a sudden it stared me right in the face. The biggest thing I've done is I've been hunting the same property, uh, different locations, but the same property. And I've definitely got to get out of that routine. Um, And that will start this coming weekend. So I'd love to hear from you. Be sure to, uh, if you have a thought or a comment, be sure to shoot me an email, bowhunterga at gmail.com. I do try to respond to any of those I do receive. Also leave a a comment on the the podcast episode. We'd love to, uh, I'd love to hear that as well. So until next time, uh, if your season has kicked off, as I know most of uh, everyone that listens has at this point, If I haven't already done so, I wish you the best of luck this fall. And if you have successes, be sure to share those as well. I'd love to hear about them. Until next time, take care, everyone. See you soon.